the sky is not falling. In fact, I argue this is like manna. This is truly a gift from the gods. When the dust settles, you're going to look back at this week as one of the most historic weeks in Bitcoin. It's probably why, if you notice on Twitter, all the OG hodlers are celebrating. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. Hello, you sexy sat stackers, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 15th, 2022, and that means it is DCA Wednesday. But before we get that stack on, a lot is going on in the Bitcoin world today and in the world economy in general. Obviously, uh, there is panic in the streets. The stock markets have corrected. Uh, interest rates got jacked through the roof. People are saying that we're heading towards a global recession. Crypto industries are laying people off like crazy. Well, it's not just crypto industry. You saw the same thing with PayPal last week or a couple weeks ago. But in general, as I said in the intro, this is a historic opportunity. Remember when Bitcoin hit 69000 and you thought it was too late and you wished you could have bought when Bitcoin was less than $30,000? Well, now is that chance. Of course, the big question is, is this time different? Are we going to go below the previous all-time high like we have never done before after Bitcoin set a new all-time high? Who knows? And none of that matters. What really matters is that you grab those sats while you can. And that is what we're going to do today. But first, a look at the vital statistics. We are currently sitting at a blockchain blockchain block height of 740,943 and Bitcoin is ringing in at $21,305 or 4,694 sats per dollar. That is an incredible 1,389 sats more for each US cuckbuck than you could have purchased just last week. If you want to trade your shiny yellow rocks for Bitcoin, you still have a chance. It's only going to cost you 11.6 ounces of gold to buy one Bitcoin today. And the despite the fact that it looks like Bitcoin is absolutely tanked, one Bitcoin will still score you 1,277 Papa John's pizzas. Well, that's not anywhere near as many as the 1,800 Papa John's pizzas you could have purchased for one Bitcoin just last week. That is still a lot of pizza for just one Bitcoin. Oil has soared in price with respect to Bitcoin, however. It will currently cost you 55,418 sats per barrel if you wanted to buy a barrel of Brent crude with your Bitcoin. And for those who follow this metric, the market capitalization of Bitcoin is down 170.5 billion from last week to 406.2 billion. That is the lowest we've seen it since this podcast began. Um, but again, it's controversial as to whether or not the mempool is even a vital statistic because obviously uh, most coins are not moving and most coins were not purchased for the current 
value if they were purchased at all. I mean, a larger portion of the coins were held by the original miners. Satoshi's coins, for example, were not purchased for $20,000 a Bitcoin. So it is kind of a made-up statistic, but I personally find it valuable. Uh, it does give an overall picture of just how big the Bitcoin economy is. So, uh, And $406 billion is significantly less than half of the $1 trillion market cap that we had achieved during this bull run. The mempool is showing a lot more activity than it did last week. Last week, it was only going to take one block to clear, and it's currently going to take six blocks to clear uh, the, the transactions that are currently pending. One sat per byte transactions will, however, still clear within a day, although the recommended, uh, the recommended number of sats to guarantee your transaction on-chain will be included in the next block is back up to 21 sats. It was down to nine sats to guarantee the next block last week. Uh, it had previously been 19 sats per block two weeks ago, so um, not incredibly busy, certainly not anywhere near as expensive as we saw in the 2017 bull run, but still more than double what it was last week. Uh, that being said, though, if you use replace by fee, uh, I would feel more than confident to submit those one sat per byte transactions, especially if you don't care if it takes a day for it to clear or not. The metric you know I love to follow, the 24-hour transaction rate, is also humming along. Last week, it was 3.14 transactions per second averaging on-chain, and right now, we're averaging 3.27 transactions per second on-chain. And as you know, I like to see it above 3 transactions per second. Uh, anything above 3.14 transactions per second indicates a lot of activity on-chain. So 3.27 uh, is it's doing pretty good. It's We've only seen it this high a handful of times. Uh, what, three weeks ago it was 3.39, so that was higher. But, you know, before that it had been down hovering around three transactions per second or less for a month or so. Bitcoin's hash rate is continuing to increase. Uh, our last difficulty adjustment, the last mining difficulty adjustment was a little over a week ago, and as you remember, that was an increase of 1.3%. And depending on where you get your data, we're looking at another increase of anywhere between 1.29 and 1.7%. And that is scheduled to be about six days from now. Um, and that is because blocks are currently coming in at 9 minutes and 49 seconds per di uh, this difficulty epoch. And that uh, has certainly put to, best, put to rest the ever recurring rumors of a mining death spiral you know every time there's a halving you hear that oh that's it for bitcoin there's going to be a minor death spiral because now that big miners are only getting half the bitcoin that they were getting they're not going to be as profitable so they're going to start shutting down miners that's going to increase the amount of time it takes for blocks to be mined which is going to further cause more miners to go offline which is going to eventually make it to where you'll never achieve the next block and that's the theory of the mining death spiral and that fud comes out every having and it comes out every time the price of bitcoin drops the truth is most large-scale commercial miners are, are have a mining cost of somewhere around ten thousand dollars per coin so bitcoin could cut in half again and miners will still be profitable and the proof of the pudding is you're seeing that the uh the the mining power dedicated to securing the bitcoin blockchain has continued to increase and that is why we're looking at an increase somewhere on June 22nd of 1.29 to 
Plan B is going radio silent, tweeting the other day, best to switch off and do something you like and come back in a week or so. Uh, he's done this a couple of times. As you recall, the last couple of times his stock-to-flow model was called into question or things weren't going so hot, uh, he disappeared and went, quote-unquote, sailing for a couple of weeks. Although one time he said he was going to be off sailing and wouldn't have internet access for like a month, and yet when Bitcoin popped three or four days later, he somehow found internet access and started tweeting again. So, um, you know, cut plan B some slack. I think he, he, you know, he, he, his stock to flow model didn't, um, didn't necessarily come true, or maybe it did. If you look at the original stock to flow model, which only predicted a high of 55,000. So, but as we always say, you know, I'm not a TA guy. Transaction analysis is voodoo. It's, you know, black magic. It's, it's just, Nobody has a crystal ball, so if you find his charts useful, um, then good for him. Uh, but a lot of people are feeling burned because even he tweeted a couple of days ago that he's been hodling all the way down from 69,000 also because he was sure Bitcoin was going to go over 100 this cycle. And there's a lot of angry replies from people saying that the only reason they didn't sell was because they believed him. But, you know, they say do your own research and certainly don't get your financial advice from an anonymous dude on Twitter. Uh, I like to follow his tweets. I like to look at his charts. But that is not what I base my investment decisions on. Well, what has happened since last week? First of all, the stock markets have absolutely tanked with all indexes solidly in bear territory now. Of course, Corey Clipston was proven correct with the... um, announcement the other day that Celsius has free, has frozen all withdrawals. That came less than 24 hours after he was being savaged on Twitter and Reddit uh, for his prediction that Celsius was going to collapse. Uh, and it took less than 24 hours for him to be proven true. And as he points out, he didn't expect it to come anywhere near this soon. You know, when he predicted the Terra Luna collapse, he said it was imminent, but he was less certain about a time frame on Celsius. But once again, uh, that has appeared to bear out with Celsius indefinitely pausing all withdrawals and transfers of customer funds. However, with the price of Bitcoin going down, if you have a loan with Celsius, uh, you're still facing margin calls, which is putting people in a really uh, horrible position of having to either uh, lose their Bitcoin and let their, let their, let, let their margin call uh, get, get them liquidated, or whether they send more Bitcoin to Celsius knowing that there's a significant chance that this is it, that they'll never get their Bitcoin back to try and preserve the Bitcoin that they already have with Celsius. And I am certainly glad I am not in that boat. If you have a loan with Celsius or a Bitcoin on Celsius, I feel your pain. I am truly, truly sorry for what you're going through. But that is a man-made disaster. That is not the same as having Bitcoin in a hardware wallet and having the price be below what you paid for it and feeling horrible and watching the price go up and down every day and, you know, having to suffer through a potential crypto winner before you're back in the green again. Um, Celsius is more like getting Mt. Goxed, except for at least with Mt. Gox, allegedly that people are getting some of their Bitcoin back. Along those lines, Binance paused withdrawals on Monday, claiming that they had had a stuck transaction. Uh, I, I guess transactions, withdrawals are enabled again on Binance, from what I hear. But speculation was that that's BS, man. Uh, uh, transactions don't get stuck. If you 
if they did send a transaction with too low of a fee, they could have always bumped that transaction. The speculation is that they just didn't have enough liquidity to meet the run, people cashing out their Bitcoin and getting it off exchanges. Uh, in which case, they could have just come out and said, hey, all of our Bitcoins in cold storage is going to take us a little while to move our Bitcoin to uh, our hot wallet so that you can process your withdrawals. But uh, that's not the case. So that leads you to wonder what exactly is up with Binance. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we will not. But uh, that certainly was cause for worry for a lot of people. And we already know that the exchanges are in bad shape because Coinbase and Crypto.com and other businesses like BlockFi are laying off thousands of employees. Coinbase is laying off more than 1,000 employees alone. And of course, they famously sent out job, uh, they famously rescinded job officers, sending out letters to employees who had already quit their jobs and were, and were preparing to start new jobs at Coinbase saying, oops, sorry, uh, you're no longer hired at Coinbase. Uh, BlockFi says they're going to be cutting 20% of their employees, but I think they have less than 1,000 employees total, so it won't while 20% is a significant portion of their workforce, it's nowhere near the 1,000 or 1,100 that Coinbase is laying off. And of course, the massive news today is the Fed hiked interest rates by 75 basis points. That's three quarters of a percentage point, 0.05%. That is the largest hike since 1994. Of course, until Monday morning, everybody had been expecting a half a percent uh, increase. They had said they were going to in, to expect an increase of a half a percent in June, and another half a percent in July, and another half a percent in August. But then the inflation news came out, with inflation jumping to eight point six percent in May, despite insurances that it had peaked, you know, and that would have been down to eight point three percent in April, and that it would be further declining. That the worst was over. Clearly, that is not the case. Uh, further. Uh, further indicating that inflation is here to stay. Uh, wholesale costs have the what wholesale inflation, the, the producer price index or whatever it is, has increased by about 10%. The price of oil, which of course infl in influences the price of everything is through the roof. Uh, and then you had the retail sales number come, down, come, come in. It was expected that retail sales would increase by 0.2%. And instead, they decreased by 0.3%. Uh, they had been an increase of 0.7% in April, so clearly the economy is cooling off. Uh, all signs that we're heading to an, into a recession. All of this leading the stock market to basically tank further than it already had and leading the Federal Reserve to hike interest rates by an aggressive 75 basis points. Again, that's the largest hike since 1994. Of course, they also began selling off their assets that they had out that they have on their balance sheet, the assets that they've been acquiring during quantitative quantitative easing, dumping bonds and mortgage-backed securities and things. So, none of this is a good sign for the economy. This all but sures that we're headed into a recession or worse. There's a lot of solid arguments that these increased rates will actually further cripple the economy, crippling the supply chain, as well as further increase the cost of oil and gas production. You know, if you can't get, if it's going to cost you more to get a to get a commercial loan to operate your your well or your your refinery or your new project, well, that's going to increase your costs, and those are going to get passed on in the form of higher prices, which will just complicate uh, will just complicate things. Obviously, higher prices is what's reflected in that inflation number. Of course, it's not really higher prices; it's the fact that the dollar is worth less 
one apple is still worth one apple. It still takes the same number of apples to buy one orange as it did yesterday. It's just the U.S. dollar won't buy as many of them. Because as Milton Friedman says, inflation is always caused by an increase in the monetary supply faster than an increase in the supply of goods and services. All right. Uh, I think everybody pretty much knows that it's gloom and doom out there as far as the economy goes. But chin up. This is an epic opportunity for you to stack sats. I mean, just a few months ago, Bitcoin hit 69000 and I personally thought I was never going to reach my goal. Uh, everybody always wants to be a whole coiner. And then when you're a whole coiner, you think, well, I want to be able to maybe take some profits one day and maybe buy something nice, but still hold on to you know at least one coin. So maybe you want to own two coins, or maybe you want to own three coins, or whatever your goal is. Maybe your goal is just a half a coin. At $69,000, if you're investing $20 a week like we are, uh, that looks like that's a long ways away. But when Bitcoin's under you know, 30000 when Bitcoin's in the low 20s or wherever we find ourselves right now, all of a sudden you're stacking a lot more sats for that 20 bucks or that 100 bucks or whatever you can afford to invest. You know, at $20,000, all of a sudden a $200 investment is, uh, is 0.01 Bitcoin. Uh, what is that? uh, that's a million sats, whereas a million sats would have cost you $690 just a couple of months ago. So this is an opportunity. And, you know, as Adam Meister, the tech Meister, tech bolt on Twitter likes to say, you need strong hands and you need long-term thinking. You need to be, I mean, I think every one of us when Bitcoin was on the way up was comfortable saying, we're going to hold Bitcoin for four years or 10 years or forever. But the week can't start getting shaky. They were getting shaky already. And I think by now, I think we're going to, we're going to see a lot of those weekends have been purged. Uh, so that's one of the other reasons. Not just are we going to be able to buy more sats, but a lot of the speculators are going to drop out of the market. A lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the people that were just in it for the get rich quick thing are, have, have evaporated, have disappeared, uh, and it's going to be back to the hardcore hodlers. And the larger percent of Bitcoin that's owned by hodlers, the better it is for Bitcoin. Also. Bitcoin's dominance in the whole crypto S-coin sphere is going through the roof because if you've noticed, the S-coins are getting just pummeled, absolutely wrecked. I mean, Bitcoin has dropped radically, dramatically in price, but Ether was down to like almost, almost went into triple digits this afternoon. It was down to like $1,015 an ETH. Uh, you know, coins like Celsius and Luna, Terra, whatever, are just flat out going away. The so-called stablecoin nonsense, uh, the stable the stablecoin case has obviously been shown uh, to be a fraud. Uh, so that's cool. The more that Bitcoin dominance goes back to where it belongs, the bigger, the more, the more S coins are shaken out. The the less fraud there is, the stronger Bitcoin will be in the long run. All right, I do want to mention real quick if you are listening on. Uh, your favorite podcast 2.0 app. We do appreciate that. We are available on podcasting 2.0 apps such as the the Fountain app and the Breeze Wallet. If you don't know what podcasting 2.0 is, you can listen to your favorite podcast for free, but it also allows you to stream your favorite podcaster's Bitcoin as you're listening, the value for value model. If you want to support you know, your favorite podcast by streaming a sat per minute or 10 sats per minute or whatever you feel it is worth to you for the content you're listening to, it allows you to do that. It also allows you to, to uh, boost 
basically you send a, a, a fixed tip, a one-time tip, uh, every time you hit the boost button to your favorite podcast. So even if you're not streaming sats, if you want to tip like 100 sats or 1,000 sats uh, to your pod, your favorite podcast, if, it, if you're really enjoying that podcast or uh, you just feel like being extra generous, it allows you to do that. And the cool thing is a boost is also basically a message. So when you're, when you're tipping those sats, you can send a little message. So uh, we, it's not just, it doesn't have to be just anonymous sats going to your favorite podcaster. Uh, you can basically send them a send them a message, letting them know what you like, or just saying hi, or just saying thank you. And we are available, like I said, on all your favorite podcasting two point app, uh, two point apps. The two most popular being Fount- the Fountain app and the Breeze Wallet. Okay, so the reason for the day, and I already I'm already getting into this longer than I wanted to. I wanted to keep it short and sw- short and simple today, but I want to get our stack on before. Uh, before it gets too late. So as usual, uh, we're going to add to our stack with the Cash App. Um, if you do not have the Cash App, as always, we have a referral code in the show notes. Uh, if you sign up for Cash App using that referral code, you'll get five bucks and we'll get five bucks free just for you signing up. Uh, we also have a referral code for Strike if you prefer to use the Strike app. Um, if you click on the link in the show notes for the Strike app and and sign up for Strike, uh, you'll get $10 free for signing up, and we'll get 10 bucks also, and that's that's pretty cool as well. But the main thing is, pick an app you like, and let's get dollar cost averaging. Uh, if you are new to this podcast and you don't know what DCA is, DCA or dollar cost averaging is an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals regardless of price. For example, this will be our 47th stack, we started stacking $20 every Wednesday, uh, all the way back on Wednesday, July 28th, so not quite a year ago. So our equal portion is $20, and our regular intervals is weekly, in this case on Wednesdays. How you choose to DCA is up to you. Some people DCA every paycheck, whether that's weekly or biweekly. Some people DCA every day. Some services let you DCA hourly. And of course, $20 uh, may be a lot of money for some people, but if you are uh, the sort of person that can afford to invest more, uh, that is up to you as well. We chose $20 because it's a relatively small amount. It's something I think any of our listeners should be able to come with, come up with every week. So uh, that's why we chose an amount as low as $20. Plus, I also wanted to show that even stacking just $20 a week will add up over time. And I think we've already proven that. We've already stacked uh, over 2 million sats just $20 at a whack. And hopefully we're going to get a bunch more sats, significantly more sats than we've ever gotten today, because this should work out to be our cheapest purchase so far. And along those lines, um, you you hear people say, buy the dip, BTFD, buy the freaking dip. Uh, and I do buy the dip. And I recommend that, um, you know, every, anyone I know uh, would buy the dip as well. Um, and this is certainly an, a historic dip, but uh, whether you choose to buy the dip or not, uh, we are not including that in our DCA stack. So I did buy the dip. I bought the dip several times this week, but that's not being included in our DCA stack because uh, that would taint the data and I want to um, keep that pristine. So the sats that we purchase outside of DCA Wednesday are not included in the stack 
these sats are sequestered in their own uh, in their own wallet. So uh, if you're buying the dip, you're doing even better than our DCA stack is doing right now because uh, literally we've paid almost we paid more than three times more for Bitcoin in the past than we than we are today. So you could radically drop your uh, dollar your average cost basis by making a a larger than average purchase today. That being said, we are going to invest our $20 and only our $20 for the sake of this experiment. And again, we're going to do that using the handy dandy cash app. So we're going to open the cash app, click on the Bitcoin logo in the bottom right hand corner, click buy, enter $20. And it's going to ask us to confirm and boom, we just purchased 90,146 sats. That is significantly more than the 64,000 sats we were able to purchase last week for the same amount. And that is going to bring our stack up to 2,165,276 sats. But perhaps as importantly, or even more importantly, that is dropping our average cost basis by $922. Previously, our average cost basis was $44,334.57. After today's purchase, our average cost basis is down to $43,412.48. Obviously, that is more than double what Bitcoin is currently valued at, but it is coming down fast. Our average cost basis had been um, significantly higher. We've purchased Bitcoin. Well, this is this is the cheapest we've ever purchased Bitcoin. Prior to that, the cheapest we'd ever purchased was twenty eight thousand nine hundred and forty four. Uh, but we've purchased all the way as expensive as sixty five thousand nine hundred and sixty nine. So that average cost basis has come down radically in the last month. So we dropped $922.09 this week. Last week's purchase knocked it down by $436. Two weeks ago, knocked it down by $486. So that's the other reason I see this as a huge opportunity. As we keep stacking those sats, our break-even point is getting lower and lower. Uh, if you believe that Bitcoin is going to return to a new all-time high one day, um, then anything you're purchasing... Uh, will any purchase will be in the green because you know if Bitcoin goes beyond sixty nine thousand, it doesn't matter if you bought it at sixty nine thousand. Um, it's a win. So, um, so that's cool. That is that's why I think this is such a tremendous opportunity, and it's why I'm actually sleeping better at night because I'm not planning on selling my sats ever. Maybe one day in the distant future, five, ten, twenty years from now, you know, maybe you take a little bit of profit, buy something nice. Hopefully, you do that by we'll be able to do that by spending Bitcoin. Um, instead of cashing it out and selling it. But that's down the road. And the thing that kept me up at night wasn't the price of Bitcoin. It was, am I going to be able to stack enough sats that one day my family will be set for life, that I can pass this down as intergenerational wealth? And for me, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, I always knew that I was going to be able to stack enough sats, but whether how much I was going to be able to stack, whether it was going to be, um, but I mean, right now I'm stacking, I'm able to stack three times more sats than I was at $69,000. So obviously, uh, my family's nest egg is going to be larger. 
than it would have been had we not had this dip. And that is freaking awesome. If you've been listening to us and enjoy this show, uh, please support us by following us on Twitter at Bitcoin Bulletin Pod. At that is, I'm sorry, that is at BTC Bulletin Pod on Twitter. Uh, and or subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can find video versions of this podcast. If you feel so inclined, there is we have enabled tipping via Twitter, so you can tip us by Twitter if you're not listening to Podcasting 2.0. Of course, if you're listening on Breeze or, uh, or Fountain, uh, you can hit that boost, and you can send a message saying what you liked about this podcast, what you don't like about this podcast, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll read your message on the next show. You can also support us directly through anchor.fm. There's a support link uh, on the podcast webpage and it's also embedded in the show notes again you can support us by listening on your favorite podcasting 2.0 app you can also support us by using any of the referral links the cash app referral link we we mentioned as well as the strike app referral link we mentioned i have written several books including understanding bitcoin for noobs those are available on amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com understanding bitcoin for noobs is a relatively short book Um, basically that's it is exactly what it said it's a it's an explanation for complete beginners. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know uh, what you need to know. But if you don't, or if you want to help Orange Pill a friend or family member, Understanding Bitcoin for Noobs uh, may help you do that. And if you purchase that book, of course, it will help this podcast as well. Finally, there is a Base32 address in the notes if you'd like to contribute Bitcoin on chain. Or if you're watching the video version of this podcast, you can use the QR code in the bottom left corner. That's that same base 32 address if you wanted to tip us Bitcoin. Again, you can always get a hold of us by contacting us on Twitter. Again, at Twitter, we are at BTC Bulletin Pod. Or if you would like to send us an email, our email address is BitcoinBulletin at ProtonMail.com. Do not forget to join us this Wednesday and every Wednesday for our DCA episodes where we're going to keep stacking sats. And we're going to do that until Bitcoin either hits the moon, it somehow trips and fails and goes to zero, or you just keep bored or you just get bored and stop listening. Uh, actually, I'm going to keep stacking sats whether you get bored and stop listening or not, because uh, that's not why I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing this podcast because uh, I want to illustrate the effectiveness of dollar cost averaging and I want to build my stack. Until then, keep on stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers.